What's up, guys, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, like in previous episodes, we're just going to do a little bit of catching up before we really get into the main topic. So, Brent, what have you been doing since last time we talked? Well, got a new microphone here, so maybe I sound more like you today. And besides that, um, participated in PatmoCon a few days ago. So this is Paint All the Minis is a podcast, and he's really good at Mm -hmm. bringing the community together and stuff. And in light of the fact that everyone is in their own homes, he did a virtual convention kind of through Discord. And for that, I had my own little like Discord room. So I just sat in a room for, for six hours or so. And I was assembling Space Marines and people were dropping in and hanging out. And yeah, so I don't actually know how the convention went. People seem to be enjoying it. Uh, I got some... I got some old lines scraped, talked to some folks. That was good. So it was all like audio based, like Discord chat? Yeah, I think some people had Zoom rooms and other stuff going. But uh for nice. me, yeah, I put <laughs> I put no effort into into my little contribution there. I just, <laughs> just uh, like, I'm I'm gonna be in this Discord server, you know, stop on uh-huh. by, we'll talk hobby, we'll we'll get some stuff done. And uh, I got some stuff done, so it was a success. Now, that's really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I never, I've never heard of that before. Uh, that's a pretty awesome idea, actually. Uh, I know people do a lot on Discord, going back and forth and using those chats for like hangouts and stuff. But doing an entire convention was it like a lot of people, or or was this like a pretty small kind of like a podcast community? It seemed pretty big. So you know, Dan's had. I don't know, a couple hundred episodes now of Paint All the Minis, and he does, you know, a lot of, you know, getting a guest on, and most of his guests are, like, game designers and people like that, so he's pretty well connected in the small game communities, Um, and so he was able to pull in a lot of those folks and run game demos or run special sales or all kinds of different events and interviews and stuff, and so... You know, for an event that was thrown together online over the course of about a month, run by pretty much one guy, I think it was, yeah, a huge success. Um, He did charge, I think, 750 euro or pound or sterling or something. Uh, He he charged a little (laughs) bit of money to get access to this, you know, just so that everyone participating was a little bit invested in it, you know, and it. Yeah. Yeah. People seem to have fun, and uh, like like I said, I I wasn't super involved. I had been on the podcast once a while back, so he's like, "Hey, you want to do something for this?" And I needed to get some Space Marines built, and I didn't have any better ideas. So I said, "Yeah, I'll I'll sit in a room. We'll do a hobby hangout." And I haven't done enough hobby hangouts in general. I should do more, but mm-hmm. this this was good. I had no idea how many people were going to show up. I was worried that either no one would show up or actually even, even worse than no. (laughs) Just you in a room by yourself for six hours. Actually possibly worse than that is if one person shows up then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, 
a, hand, a handful is like the perfect number because you you can everybody can be mm-hmm. talking and listening to each other and you get to know each other a little bit and there's no or at least not too many awkward silences and if there is an awkward mm-hmm. silence you know there's there's four or five other people to, to jump in there and fix that situation so and, and that's about what happened there was there was about a handful of people that stopped in and that was that was perfect i was worried there would either be you know one other person and we wouldn't get along very well but they wouldn't leave that was <laughs> yeah you can't do anything about it <laughs> right right that was that was one possibility and then the other possibility is like uh somehow the the word gets out and everybody has nothing to do that day and everybody wants to hang out with brent and then there'd mm-hmm. be like 100 people in the server and I'd, I'd have no idea what to do with that either um like I, said, I guess, I, yeah, yeah, at that point, it, it'd be like, well, here's here's like your podium and now you have to speak. And right, right. Hopefully it's something worthwhile that because it's not like anybody can answer you at that point. <laughs> exactly. Like or, or, or you know, you ask other. a yeah, ask a question to the audience and 10 people speak at once. Exactly. Yeah. Right. What? Right. Yeah. But. <laughs> Forming virtual lines. There, there was a time where you know I was a, a teaching assistant back in university and had run like discussion sections or review sessions or whatever, and a lot of times those would be optional, and so maybe some students would show up and maybe they wouldn't. And like I said, it, it was always kind of the weirdest thing when it would be like one person would show up, <laughs> and depending on who that one person was, that could be a really that could be a long hour, you know. Uh, right, yeah. but no, no, this, this ended up being a really good experience. Uh, it sounds like Pat Mocon will, will become a yearly thing or it has a chance to, at least, um, everyone I talked to seemed to have fun. Dan did not instantly regret doing this. So that's good. That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we can, we can move on from that topic, but if you are not listening to paint all the minis, it's a good podcast. Think about it. Yeah, the the episode that you were on was, I think, three or four months ago, and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> what else? This cat's wandering around here. It looks like she might settle down here soon, but you never know. What's new with you, Casey? Well, an overwhelming thing that we got in the comments was, don't apologize about the cats, Brent. Stop apologizing. <laughs> Let them be... <laughs> I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. So when we're talking here, we're talking over Skype. And so we've got our camera for that. And then I also have my my real YouTube recording camera to get my face as I'm talking to you. And you didn't see this, Casey, but the cat just like popped up and like looked the camera in the camera's eye for a second here. So we'll <laughs> we'll see how that all edits out. How is that out, not but... gold? It's so gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm done apologizing. All right. What's what's new you with you, be. Casey? What's new with you? <laughs> well, let's see here. Um, so I, I talked a little bit last time, and I won't obviously go into too much detail about selling a pool table once again, but we did promise a third and final, you know, piece, the end of the saga, as it were. So the pool table is no longer in my house, and I've begun construction on a new studio space. So I got a wall built. Um I've been doing a bunch of stuff for that and just trying to make it like look, you know, halfway decent. It's it's a legit wall. It's not going to fall over or something. Um, 
it's textured now. I got to nice. get some paint. And then once it's painted, then I'm going to be bringing in a bunch of furniture and trying to set up like, I don't know, some kind of just really cool hobby space. Because it's right now I'm in a very small like five by five walk in closet. And that gets old real quick. You know, I've always kind of considered myself like uh, like a cave troll, maybe. That's the mm-hmm. best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like Lord of the Rings style, hunched over a desk. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, And being in like a separate space in, in a closet that's, you know, it's got a door that I can close. It just kind of shuts everything else out has been really great. But as I've gotten more things, more minis, the space has started to get smaller and smaller. And now I've got, you know, an extension cord running from the outside into here, powering an iMac and a bunch of lights and an airbrush setup and all of these things that at any moment could just blow a circuit. So it's time to move out of the closet. Well, that's the start of a whole new thing. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you, you got a clean slate here. You've got a, just a, a new room that you're setting up for yourself. What? You can put whatever you want in there, I assume. And uh Yeah, so it's it's essentially a, a blank slate. You know, I can I can do whatever I want with it. <laughs> nice. Okay. So for for me, for my hobby area, I have, you know, a, a desk that's just for all my painting stuff, and then I have a separate desk which is where I'm sitting right now for talking to the camera. Most people don't need that, but but you and I, that's a it's a handy thing to have. And I've, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at one point I had my painting. I was doing that right at kind of my main computer desk, my 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 home office desk. That's where I did my painting. And it's only been fairly mm-hmm. recently that I've started using a second desk that is just my painting desk to have a dedicated. This is where I go and I sit and I paint and I can have, you know, my mess all out there however I want it, which is nice. <laughs> right. But so yeah, do you have a a plan for the furniture in your in your painting room? Well, like most people who shop for furniture, you end up looking around at a lot of different places and you find that most things are quite expensive. Like, you know, a nice desk is, you know, 3 or 400 dollars generally for something really nice. Now, I've been using uh I got a Craigslist desk. That is fairly inexpensive, but it's it's real wood and it's lasted me. I mean, I was using it as a normal desk before, so it's been around for like 10 years mm-hmm. and that's still going strong. But, you know, being on the YouTube side of things, I want it to look a little nicer than that. This desk is beaten up quite a lot. So I went to Ikea, like most people, which, uh, <laughs> you know, we all love Ikea, right? That's that's a thing. <laughs> Listeners, on previous episodes, if you'll remember, we disparaged uh, buying furniture at Ikea, but yeah, here we are, you know, we, uh, we're we not going to yeah. apologize. Uh, I'm going to judge Casey a little bit, but we're not going to apologize. So, so I, I expected as much. Yeah, yeah. So you're putting at least two desks in there then, or what's, what's the plan? What's, what's yeah, the, what's so the room layout? I have like a main... Yeah, there we go. We'll start there. That's a good idea. Yeah. So got? it's it's basically a big square that's 12 by maybe 13 or 14. 
So it's it's a nice space. It's a nice high space. And on one of the so the the wall that I'm building is going to be kind of like the backdrop wall. And I'm going to put an eight foot desk across that wall and there'll be storage underneath and up kind of on the side, like uh, getting some pegboard stuff that have little bins and hooks and different things that I can put paints in. Um, You know, if anything, Ikea is good for that. Like the little things that, you know, are kind of cheap no matter where you go. Like the, the, the little bins are like $3 for three of them. So even you're if they have, break, that's not the end of the world. Are you going to have just an eight foot sheet of pegboard against your, against the wall for your eight foot desk? Is that what's going on here? No. So I'm, I'm going to use the, the wall up against the desk as kind of a backdrop background for the video. So, you know, like if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see, Brent's got some paint racks and a couple of fantastic paintings on the wall right behind him. So something like that, not obviously paintings that are that cool, but you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to try something, um, you know, have something nice. That's just essentially gives me some depth because that's really what I'm missing in this closet is I use my phone to film and it's just the stuff behind me. There's not a lot of space to move around. So it looks the same all the time. I don't really get to move around. So if I have, you know, the nice eight foot wall, um, the reason it's eight feet is because there's actually like a, a door on one side that finishes on the other side of the room. So that's that's why it's specifically eight feet. But yeah, I just want something a little bit nicer that isn't a closet. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be a good background. That's going to be a good background. And so you're going to... So when you're sitting and talking to the camera, you're going to have that wall in the background is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. And, and the, I'm I'm pretty excited about that because it's a big change. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's awesome. So. Okay. So, so what pieces of furniture need to go in this room? So if this is your hobby room where you're also making videos, what pieces of furniture need to go in there? You've got a, you've got a big long desk. Is that where you're doing your, your actual <laughs> painting work? Probably. Um, because it's long enough, I'm going to have some separate stations and maybe, maybe this would be just a good time to get into in general, what makes a good hobby space? Because yeah. I mean, you know, because we do YouTube, it's it's pretty specific. Like, most people don't need an eight-foot-long desk in their hobby space. Like, you know, I think I was saying another time, like, I paint in an 11 by 17 area in kind of, you know, I sit at the desk and paint at this little area. So, you know, realistically, you don't need that much space. But, you know, let's start at the top, I suppose, and we'll just go over some of the things that just make a good hobby space. Sure. I mean, you know, the, the bare minimum is it is really nice if you don't have to constantly be packing and unpacking. So, okay, so the right. very bare minimum is you have a kitchen table and nobody is currently eating, so you can put out some paper, you can put out some paints, and you can you can do a little painting. That is, call that call that level one. That's, that's where you start out. Mm, I like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, this is just coming to me now, so let's see if we can keep going here. What's, all right, what, yeah, let's keep All right, going. what's level two, Casey? Level one. <laughs> level two would be if you had a bedroom or a space to the side where, you know, maybe a writing desk that closed up that you could open and no one would bother, but you could put it away from time to time. You, you know, it didn't move. You didn't have to move your stuff. 
You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, Did you that's say a, a writing a writing desk like those terrible old antiques that are that are like a two foot wide yes, desk? That... <laughs> <laughs> the reason it comes to mind is because at my parents' house they had a writing desk in the corner, and it was old, but it was the perfect thing. Now, now, okay, I didn't use it because I'm pretty sure I would have been murdered if was, I got paint on it. Was it also slanted? Like we're talking about the like 1900 no. like tiny oh, yeah. desk where yeah. somebody yeah takes a quill out and writes to their pen pals, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they come in a variety, but essentially it's, yeah, it's like a, a two and a half or three foot wide desk. It's the, the face of it is slanted so mm-hmm. that when you open it, it's kind of this open box, but then you have a platform. So yeah. You could fit like a, a typewriter in there. You could pull it out. You could write on it, whatever writing desk. Um, so, you know, if you had like a little light or something, you could keep everything inside of there. It would be great. Okay. So, so the next step up is an obscure piece of furniture that you could technically mm-hmm. paint minis on. I was a little worried when Maybe you started like doing, 12. yeah, you started know. saying level two, you have your separate bedroom. And what do you have in your separate bedroom? Oh, okay, so you're going way too fast. Like that is separate bedroom for your for your painting. That's somewhere around like five or six. But let's well, see. That's that's where I, that's exactly what happened though. I said separate bedroom, and then I thought in my head like, no, 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 no. Tone it back. Sense. Tone it back. That's, that's way too far up the list. So I had to backpedal, and immediately I thought of writing desk because okay. it makes perfect sense. Backpedal. Level two is you have mm-hmm. one dedicated desk for your hobby, but yep. it is not a very cool desk. That that's right. what you you I you have a you a have desk a very cool desk. Yeah, you got you got a couple of square feet. That's all yours. You know, other stuff is going on in that room. It's not a hobby room. You know, maybe it's a mm-hmm. it's a den. It's a spare bedroom. It's a, you know maybe there are children running around, balls bouncing around. But mm-hmm. got this mm-hmm. little desk that's yours. That's level two. All right. What's level three? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna, you want me to jump onto level three at this point? You, level two is so terrible. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to focus on level two. Like if if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, you're making do with what you got, but you are you're thinking big. Yeah. Like maybe maybe you're at level one or level two right now. But you're not thinking of how to achieve level level one, level two. You're thinking about how to well, achieve level three, four, or five. That's what you're thinking about. You're you're dreaming big, right? Yeah, right. But there are there are multiple levels within each level. Okay, because sub, sub level two A. Let's go. <laughs> I'm I'm going back even further. Let's go sub level one A. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so there's your your stuff. You just have your stuff. Where do you even put that stuff? Is it in like some Tupperware or something? Or maybe you have like a, a painting travel case because they make these. They're not very expensive. It's a hundred bucks. You know, real nice, man out of woods, got LEDs in it, storage for everything. So sub-level in, in level one there is a nicer version of a travel case. Mm. And that's your painting studio. This mm-hmm. is a fair point. I mean, there, there are plenty of people who do not have a spare desk to be doing their hobby. But if they have a convenient way to to lay out everything that they need, pack it up real mm-hmm. nice, you know, unfurl and refurl when they need to to get that hobby done. That's the way to make the most out of level one, I think. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've, I've always thought about uh, making myself a nice little travel kit. You know, go to, you know, go and sit at the, the game store and do some painting. Or, you know, there's there's those pictures of people with those nice kits sitting at the, the mall yeah, food court yeah. or in Taco Bell. Have you, have you seen this on, like, Instagram <laughs> or mall food court. Facebook? No, seriously, like. I mean, out of out of any place that I would actually choose, I think that would be the last place I'd want to go. Like. Let's head to the mall, guys, and, and paint some minis. Like, <laughs> if we don't get ridiculed enough, like, are you familiar with the term "power move"? Because that is a power move. Mm. You, you go and you mm. sit on. I mean, yeah. that is a that is one way to look at it. You order your Panda Express. You go and you get comfy. You, you click, click, click. You open up the the case. You know, pull out pull out your mm -hmm. water cup. You know, pour pour a little water in there from your from your melty ice from your Panda Express. And, you know, the more I think it's about this, the, 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 the less fun this sounds, but you could do it. And it would be a good Instagram post. I got and... soy sauce on my mini. Yeah. <laughs> There's that weird guy looking at you from across the room. Don't worry about that guy. Don't worry about him. Uh, yeah, I suppose there's always the one guy who will look over and just be like, really? I want to be that guy. I want that stuff. <laughs> now, if you did this, I get to eat panda. <laughs> now, if you did this, what would your t-shirt say? If you were planning on going and sitting at the mall, painting minis, mm -hmm. what would your t-shirt say? Um, okay. Only because it's the most recent one I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, not at the mall, but just in general, like I, I saw it on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Was the, the choose your weapon dice t-shirt it has a bunch of different dice on it and it's just that's what it says on the front so that that's definitely the shirt you'd be wearing nope you're right you're right okay all right i like that that is that's level one and a half right there or or that's level zero i don't one know yeah you're taking it outside the house yeah right? if, you're, if you're not even in your own home if you're just in a public space like uh causing a mm -hmm. scene yeah that's because you would be causing a scene, wouldn't right. you? <laughs> Check out these space marines. <laughs> if, if mall security adds you to their list, like, okay, we can we can do better on our hobby space, I think. Yeah. Right. If, if you are no so longer allowed to go to the mall, if you are no longer allowed to go to the mall and you need to set up mm -hmm. a hobby space at home, level one, kitchen table, unpack, set it up when you need to, put it back away when you need to in, eat dinner. Level two, you got yeah. you got yourself a little desk. It's uh, set up the way you want it. It's not it's not perfect, but it's yours. It's not much, but it's mine. Right. You know? right. And and no one's necessarily gonna mess with it, you know. Now I think level one is is also somewhere around like you've got your you've got your computer desk, you've got your your home office desk. Level one is somewhere like kind of sharing. Mm -hmm. That's also mm -hmm. your painting space. And this is this is where I was for for a long time, um, you know, kind of kind of between level one and level two there, where I, where I had my computer, where you know, just just my main computer, and then I also at that desk often had set up, you know, a, a wet palette, some paints, and and some minis, and that would just get more and more and more crowded and dirty and disgusting and really hard to do anything with. Um, but that's, that's where a lot of folks start. And then you, and then you can think about how to get better from there. 
Mm-hmm. So then what makes what what makes that jump then from level two to level three? I think level three is having a painting desk that you are proud of, that has the space that you need, that mm-hmm. has the the storage and organization that you need. It's got the lighting. It um it's yours and and you really feel like this is this is this is the place to go and get stuff done like you feel you feel level 3 is where you start feeling real pride in in your workspace mhm <laughs> mhm mhm mm-hmm. yeah so so a separate it's still level 2ish right but you know something that you've put some time and effort into you've got you know, the, the double lights, I guess that's a good time to mention it. You know, a couple of lights on mm-hmm. each side to, to mm-hmm. minimize shadows, you know. Um, maybe you've got some paint racks on the desk, some some hobby zone or otherwise type of paint racks. I mean, that's that's where I kind of hit that that next level. I had a desk that, you know, that cheap Craigslist desk, desk I was talking about. And, you know, it was just kind of shoved in a corner for a long time. And I had a couple of racks and a bunch of paints and it was like my mess and it was fine, but it was still in a public area. Like there was still a two-year-old running around that, ah. you know, all of my stuff was in danger, you know? Yeah. But I felt good about my desk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so this level system is going to start to break down when we need to, need to like negotiate whether that's yeah. public or private or <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we, we can start to abandon sure. Maybe that. Maybe too and, many subsections and. <laughs> <laughs> this was never a good system to begin with, but um, no, I think we can say for sure that the difference between level two and level three of home painting setup is the length of the desk that you have available to you. Less than three feet, less than one meter, that's a level two desk. Now, above three right. feet, above a meter, that's a that's a level three desk. You have You now have the room to actually choose what gets stored or displayed. Or, or put on your desk to make your painting experience better. You've got some room to think about uh, customization, and so I think that's what we wanted to talk about today. If you are lucky yeah. enough to have a dedicated hobby space, how do you set that up? How do you make the most of it? Um, and, and how do you make it a fun place to, to go and hang out and get some stuff done? Yeah. So then I guess the we can make like a, a fairly safe assumption and say that you have the paints, you know that you need, you know, water cups and probably some paper towels and, you know, you know, very specific things to this hobby. So we're going to assume that you have those things and they're just strewn on your desk. They're just thrown around. So what else do you need in order to kind of level that up? And I, I don't want to say so much as level four, but, you know. No, just level a solid level three. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, I think the biggest um, the biggest kind of step up from just having a desk was having a decent light. Um, because for a long time, it was just flip the lights on in the room and get your soft orange glow going and hope for the best. And it wasn't until I got an actual like some LEDs you know, to put over the top of my miniature that I started to really see what I was painting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important thing to have is, 
you know, if you can get one light, get like one of those LED swing arm type of lights. Uh, usually have like the magnifying glass on top. Those are basically useless, but the lights are great. Um, and if, if you can't do that, then finding like a really bright LED bulb and putting it in one of those super cheap desk lamps kind of achieves the same thing. And it's still going to be a huge step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for a while, I definitely was kind of, uh, collecting and assembling all of the like desk lamps and stuff that I had, you know, mm-hmm. acquired over the years. You, you get your, your standard standing target lamps with like three light bulbs on them that sort of thing so i had a a couple Mm -hmm. of those um arranged near my level three desk and i had a couple of you know standard desk lamps with uh, an led screwed in there that's good um and then i bumped it up to actually getting the the, like adjustable led lamps the ones that actually have the Mm. you know rows of leds um and those are quite common these days and reasonably reasonably affordable the i had a tautronics one but the what i liked about that is you can control the the brightness and the color temperature of the light that's coming out of there yeah and you know when you're when you go to to lowe's or home depot or walmart or wherever and you're shopping for light bulbs and you're you know standing there soft white warm white daylight and you're, you know, you're under the fluorescence in the, in the big box store, you have no idea what's going to look good. So it's kind of nice to be able to to flip back and forth with those options <laughs> when you're true. actually there in your space with the lighting that your space has. Um, and it's, it's always good advice to one, have enough light for yourself when you're painting. And so you can study your minis, but also to be looking at your minis in different color light. Um, and in different light environments mm-hmm. so that you see so that you see your mini in different lights so that you see if you're actually you know achieving the effect that you want to if it actually looks or, yeah. as good or as bad as you as you think it's coming out <laughs> well something that that really helped me was um and i don't remember who said it i i want to say i i don't know i don't want to say um it was it was some painter guy, right? Some savant, essentially. Mm-hmm. But uh, he would always take his miniatures to the most naturally lit area in whatever room he was in mm-hmm. as possible. Like, not even under a light. I mean, he would he would paint under lights, but then he would always, every 10 minutes or so, go and check in sunlight. Because you're getting the most natural reflection of those colors that you possibly can you know, it's not artificially made with LEDs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really gives you a sense of, you know, where everything is, is kind of coming, uh, how everything is coming across. Um, so if you, if you have a window in your room, you know, check that every so often. Uh, but having those adjustable lights is, is huge because I've, I've noticed that when I have really, really bright, like white LED lights, my miniatures come out a little bit darker than they should Mm. because I can see the miniature so well that like the highlights look really bright. You know, the whiter I go, it looks whiter because it's so bright and it's being reflected at me. Sure. But in any normal viewing situation, you're not going to see that. So I've worked for a while, you know, a long while on many miniatures 
putting highlights here and there and textures and all this stuff. And then you take it outside or, you know, out in the other room or something, you can't see half of it. It's all super dark and doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. So having an adjustable light like that, I, I like that suggestion a lot because you can start to kind of change that and see what's going on and how those colors, you know, are actually being reflected in different situations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Get get yourself a decent light. That's that's part of a good setup. What else? What's what's next? What what else do you have on your desk? Well, right now I've got I've got a couple of um, they're like what do you call that? Uh, they're shelves. They're floating shelves, but they're specifically for uh, pictures, like in frames that you set in the the shelf has a little little lip on it. It kind of leans back against the wall, right? Mm -hmm. So I can fit two Citadel pots back to back in those. And they're like, you know, three and a half feet wide. So I've got a couple of those right in front of me and that has pretty much all of my paint on it. And I can see all the colors clearly and I can just grab and pick. I mean, I think that the solution that you've come up with for that is a little better. Um, you've got the nail polish racks. You can see everything displayed very nicely, but having something that shows you the products that you have in an efficient enough manner, um, will help you because then you can, you can just grab for those things, you know, on a whim. If I need this color, I need to grab that color and you know where it is. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, for me at, at my level three desk, for me, the most important thing is like a little bit of space to actually do anything. And then depending on how big your desk is, then it's about how to maximize the the storage and accessibility of all of the tools and supplies that you're going to need. Um, so I do, you know, like Casey was saying, I do have some nail polish racks and you can get those in like clear acrylic plastic or you can get those in what i have is like a iron or steel kind of mesh um and you know ladies or or dudes who who have their nail polish like a a lot of these folks have tons of different colors of acrylic paint on nail polish which is strikingly similar to the collections that we end up with our with our acrylic paints yeah very much so yeah um and it's always nice when you can find those more popular hobbies to help you do something that you want to do. So if yeah. yeah, if a storage option exists for, you know, niche hobby paints versus a storage solution for super common nail polish hoarders, then uh then there's gonna be some good options for for those nail polish racks. They're gonna be normally reasonably priced. And you can find something that's going to work for your workspace. So behind me on the wall where I'm sitting right now are two nail polish racks that can hold about 100 paints each. And so they stick out maybe two inches from the wall. You you nail them into the wall, stick out a couple inches from the wall. And single layer deep, I have a couple hundred paints behind me on the wall here. Um... So this is actually not where I normally do most of my painting. <laughs> so those racks are actually not <laughs> on my level three painting desk right now. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Everybody should know that Brent is like, you know, he's he's like level nine painting <laughs> mage or something. You know, it's way up there on the levels system that's, that we've. That's just true. Made up. That's true. So, just just real quick, um, the room where I'm in right here, I have a desk for, uh, you know, my computer where I go to sit and watch Netflix and edit videos. I have a desk for painting, and then I have a desk where I'm sitting right now, which is kind of talking head stuff, podcast stuff. And for for some of the YouTube videos, this is like my big workspace for for doing some big project. But the the normal painting desk where where if you watch Goobertown Hobbies YouTube videos and you see, you know, a close in shot of some hands painting a minis, that's done at my level three hobby desk, which is a five foot by two foot desk that I got from goodwill i got it from goodwill a, a couple states ago i got it from goodwill and it's been traveling with me for 10 years here and it's a uh, you know an, an older solidly built plywood desk that uh, many memories on this thing but it's it's a, a solid used desk got from goodwill for 20 bucks i've refinished it but since i refinished it i've gotten many many paint stains on it many you know inks and and washes of all bled into that wood but but yeah so my main painting desk and that's what i'm talking about for the most part uh, in this episode it's uh five feet long and for me i have nice led lights on it now and at first those were um lamps like desk lamp style and now i've gone you know what? Now it's a level four desk. All right. So, so little, uh, <laughs> <laughs> lies. <laughs> Maybe on the YouTube channel here, we'll, we'll flash up a picture, but, um, recently I did add some, like a, an aluminum framework on top of this desk where I can hang lights and also mm. my video camera. So, Maybe it's a level four desk now. It's a five feet long desk. Well, that's where this starts to break down, right? Uh, is when you yeah, start to add YouTube into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is still useful for just a man sitting there painting minis. Um my lights no longer take up room on my desk because I have, you know, hanging lights essentially that that light up my mini without taking up precious, precious space on that desk. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I've got that. And again, where it breaks down from from YouTube, instead of having like the back wall have paint racks or something like that. I have a draped piece of poster board because I use that as the backdrop for, for when I'm filming painting. Um, now, normally the, the back wall is a great place to have little paint racks or whatever storage that you're going with, tiny little drawers where you put knickknacks, whatever, whatever. Um, but in my case, I have uh, a poster board that takes up a lot of the back of the desk. And I also have a, a monitor so that I can double check when I'm painting on camera that things are in focus and in frame. So yeah. so in that respect, my desk isn't isn't as good as a lot of other folks because I'm I, I do not have my paint racks right there at my desk. Um, my paint racks are across mm -hmm. the room was where this started. So, so it's, it's a question of, you know, making sure that you have enough space, but also of seeing if you have your, your paints and your tools and your accessories and your, your putties all accessible to you. And so in my case, my, 
most of my paints are on the other side of the room, but I do actually have a pretty good system in the in the drawers themselves of my desk of tools and stuff. So like one drawer has one of those drawer dividers in it, like drawer organizers. So kind of like where you put your spoons and your forks and your knives in the kitchen, except it's like a little wooden mm-hmm. grid work where you you're supposed to put pencils and paper clips, but I put, you know, green stuff and uh exacto Being blades and yeah. Who needs silverware? <laughs> yeah, so so essentially Okay, then in this case, your room, because you've got three main desks and you do different things on each, your room is considered like a level nine room. Yeah. But the desks yeah. are at varying levels and, and with different sub-levels in between. It, it, it all depends, really. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to write this we down. We may have gone too point. far in a, in a few places, Casey. <laughs> too, too many levels. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. it's entirely possible. my level three and a half desk within my level five hobby room. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if you do have oh, more than one yeah. desk, it becomes a it becomes a higher level hobby space. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Your your overall space <laughs> starts to level up a little bit. Like right now, my my hobby space, while being separate and my own, is very uncomfortable most of the time so it's a very low on the the uh uh, the hobby level index of desk spaces so you know so is everything in easy reach for you where you are like from your wheelie chair there can you reach everything in your closet yes i mean technically i i can reach everything in there so you know maybe bumps it up a little in the subdivision part sub levels but like there's some other issues like there isn't actual ventilation i have to open the door and that opens up to other areas with windows and another outside door in order for me to airbrush right yeah so it's kind of a whole extra step to get that done properly okay well we'll talk about uh kind of kind of comfort and easy use here in a moment but let's get through let's get through storage here so Mm -hmm. my desk um you know, it's a, it's an older wooden desk that actually does have pretty nice drawers in it. So I've got the drawers above my mm-hmm. legs and then to the left and the right of my legs, drawers everywhere. So one for tools, the one right above my legs is kind of where I put kind of current half-finished projects that, that don't need to be right on the desk right now. And then to the side, I've got my, my putties and then the drawer below that, I've got you know a bunch of basing supplies. So I actually do have a lot of stuff right there handy but not in the way and so i really like that about my mm-hmm. my current setup um and I, you know as mentioned before that i happen to have my paint racks nailed to the wrong wall but uh, but other than that it's a it's a pretty good <laughs> it setup. looks nice though yeah so um so my paint racks are, are nailed to the wrong wall but when i go to start a project in a perfect world, starting with a, a clean desk, you know, starting starting with it yeah. neatened up and, and a pretty good empty work area there. Um, I will bring from the other side of the room, I'll bring the paints that I think I'm going to need for that project. And I also bring one 16 paint uh, Vallejo set. So, so I bring mm-hmm. like a starter paint set that'll have pretty much one of all the colors 
and then I'll bring a couple of specific colors that I'm, that I'm really thinking about for that project. And with that stuff alone, I can normally just be sitting there and having pretty good color options and, and be pretty content with what I have and not need to, to get up and go hunting for stuff. Hmm. So, so I mean, there... it, it brings up an interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, are you going to say it brings up an interesting point of how many paints you actually need access to at your level three hobby desk? I, I wasn't, I, I mean, I was kind of going to say that, but in a, in a roundabout sort of way. Ah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say it brings up an interesting point of like how different we are. And a, and a lot of people are at actually, you know, using the stuff that you have on hand. So yeah, whether or not you even need that many paints or is it something that like you personally plan out before you even start a project? Because for me, since I have all my paints right in front of me, Mm-hmm. I almost never plan out a project like I have kind of a rough idea in my head, but I don't pick out the paints beforehand. I just go, OK, I want this stuff to be green, you know, and then I and then I say, OK, well, I've got a, a very wide variety of green. Mm-hmm. I like this one today. So, OK, you know, what are the, what do the shadows need to be for that color? What do the highlights need to be for that color? And I can either, you know, mix them or pick them out if I actually have them in front of me. Um, so it just brings up an interesting point, like I said, of, of like, how many paints do you actually need? If, if you're, I mean, you're obviously getting stuff done, picking out a, a very small handful of paints. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I that, that fascinates me a little I bit. I still certainly am willing to stand up, walk across the room and, you know, bring back three different <laughs> shades sure. of, of brown to get my, my brown and my highlights on. That's, that's not a problem, yeah. but. Um, so it is interesting how by, when I start a project, I'll start with a figure and I, you know, one of those 16 paint Vallejo sets on my desk. And maybe I know like, okay, I want to base coat this with a lot of turquoise. And so I'll bring over like a trio of, you know, blue greens from, from my main paint set. Um, you know, one of, one of my nail polish racks behind me here is mostly army painter paints because I do have the, the full line of army painter. And so mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to use a lot of turquoise on this guy. So I'll grab my, my Hydra turquoise and my wizard's robe and my toxic misc. And I'll, you know, I'll head over to, to level three painting desk with, with those three paints. And I'll pull out my 16 set Vallejo war color paint or whatever. And that, you know, that collection there will get me pretty far along. And I might have to stand up to go back and get my, you know, Agrax Earthshade or something like that. But, um, and so, so I've definitely fallen into this situation where, I mean, this can't be unique, but like where my table just gets more and more messy, the farther I go into a project, they keep being like, okay, Mm -hmm. this, this guy's got a potion on his belt. Let's make that a red health potion. Let's, let's go back to the rack here and get a couple of choices for that. And and so then little little bottles of paint just start to accrue on the desk until I finally get to the point where, and it's normally once I say, okay, the model's done, take him off my, my paint handle and then clean my desk. And that's, that's actually a lot of fun for me is going back and uh, putting the little bottles of paint back on their racks on the other side of the room, 
you know, in, in color coded order and mm-hmm. everything. I, I like that a lot. But. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There is a, there's an odd satisfaction of, of putting everything back where it belongs, like paint wise and tools and all of these things, cleaning out the water pot that you've been using. You know, it's got fresh mm. to the brim, fresh water. It's just like there, there is an interesting, nice feeling to that. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of the ritual of finishing a project is like this, this mini is mm. done. Not only is he going to sit in my Ikea Daytolf uh, viewing cabinet, he, like I am also going to put all my paints away. I'm going to either empty my water, my paint water, or I'm going to refresh my paint water. And uh, yeah, there's, there's a nice ritual to it. It's nice. One thing I should mention, I have um, in my hobby space next to the closet that I'm in uh, connected, is a bathroom with a sink and a shower. Ooh. So yeah, it's, it's like the most convenient thing to not have to really go anywhere to get fresh water. Mm. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So I, that's got to be like a level six at least. <laughs> it's bumping it up the world. <laughs> well, I mean, what would be even better is, you know, you had like a utility sink near you so you can like go and brush mm-hmm. off the mm-hmm. minis that are coming out of the super green and the in the sonicator. You know, you pull those out of the sonicator and, and give those a good scrub in your utility sink. Utility sink would raise yeah. the the quality of any room at least one level. That's true. Yeah, but we're for sure of any room, regardless of how. <laughs> <laughs> so much stuff you can do with one of those. Yeah. But so, yep. so me, me, I always enjoy setting up a good desk and this is for, for work or for my home computer desk or for, or for my hobby desk. I really, Mm-hmm. like the idea of having that you know perfect little workspace that's all mine and it's optimized and everything's right there but it looks good and it feels good i i love that like um no yeah you know on a computer desk at least at first my cables are all managed and organized and stuff and at first. and that lasts through like a couple cycles of plugging and unplugging usbs and, and then it's just all a complete mess again but you know, I, I love mm-hmm. the idea of having like a little cable organizer and having, you know, just on the corner of your desk, having your cell phone charger port there and, you know, one cup with your with your pencils and pens. I love the idea of, mm-hmm. a, of a well set up workstation and, you know, whether that's any any type of workstation, I, I, I love that. And yeah, for me, I definitely prioritize the amount of workspace that's there while still trying to have like little handy things available. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, so so it's like cell phone charger is actually a, a pretty good one. Like I, I have a a Samsung that charges remotely or wirelessly, and so I love that the little cradle yeah. that you you put the cell phone in. Um. Do you have, so I guess where, where I'm going with this is, do you have like knickknacks on your desk, like painted minis, um, memorabilia, uh, spoons? I, I don't know. Do you have spoons? Do you have like I decorative have stuff no that spoons, takes up no. space? Um, no, actually I, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, that's not entirely true. 
So I do have a uh, like a little poster that is not attached to the wall. That's like a cardboard poster. You know, magic fat packs, the boxes. There are so many no, different no, magic no, packs. No, no. no, I mean, are we? Is this something? That's... No, like the specifically, it's like a, a ten booster pack box comes with like a bunch a uh, bunch of lands. And okay, yeah, I, it's like a little starter. I kit. actually do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, the box is wrapped in a cardboard piece that has, you know, the logo, whatever uh, set. but you open it up and it has like a full nice piece of art mm-hmm. on the inside. So I have one of those that's undone and it like sits behind my little like paint shelf so that I don't drop anything down behind the desk. <laughs> that is the only thing that I would consider a trinket. Everything else on my desk is specific for work. I don't keep anything on my desk that is not for work essentially well i mean minis actually would be the perfect little trinket for you know an orc sits at my sits at my desk workplace or you know sits yeah. sits in the office yeah. on my desk a, a war boss or something like that and so mm-hmm. people like us with access to war bosses that are painted up nicely we we could be really <laughs> prone to just having hummels you know covering our entire desk uh-huh. and just be completely completely worthless as an actual workspace so i was wondering where you were on that that's very true well when i had an actual desk that that's pretty much what it looked like when i yeah used to go to a job mm-hmm. and do working mm-hmm. um yeah i had a i had a nice desk and you know it was I had the computer on there and there were trinkets and things that i'd found and all sorts of whatever like little figures everywhere so yeah yeah when it was something I didn't care about at all. Like I spent a majority of my time like looking for things to put on that desk. Yes. Really? Okay. That's, that's interesting to me. I've all, I've always liked the idea Mm -hmm. of having a couple little personal knickknacks there at your desk. And, you know, when I worked at a place that had uh, like a thumbtack board behind the desk, you know, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, put, put cards or, or your fat packs or whatever, you know, tacked the board. Like you get, (laughs) You open, yeah. you open up that those old Star Trek collecting cards, and you get a wharf or something. You put him in a in a sleeve and tack the sleeve to the to the thumb board. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Wharf. But but you know if you if you've already got tons of, of bottles and brushes and picks and putties and gels, there's no room mm-hmm. for there's no room for knickknacks. That's that's <laughs> no, true. That, it feels like that, that anyways. Like I feel like I don't have room for for fun things <laughs> yeah if there's if there's sprues everywhere for for me yeah i feel like there is no room to be displaying this war boss this war boss needs to go back where he belongs mm-hmm. and he does not belong on the painting desk because what, well there's a danger to that yeah right? there's, what if something happens there's no room for him but also agrax spills on this desk like every other week so <laughs> yeah exactly what if he catches a little like yeah it's hours of work gone. Yeah, I was or at least slightly darker. Yeah, I was flicking blood at something entirely different, but uh old Gork over there yeah. caught some of it, so I guess it works. I guess it works. <laughs> Not intentional, but Yeah, I mean maybe they're just appropriate time and a place for some of these models. Like yeah, it's it's not a bad thing if you're painting with blood for the blood god. And you just happen to have a whole bunch of orcs on your desk. Like overspray doesn't matter at that point. It only adds to your awesome orc collection. But anything else, yeah, you probably want to 
put those on a shelf somewhere. So I, I suppose that does bring up a little bit of, um, do you display stuff in your workspace that isn't necessarily on your desk? Uh, my desk right now, no. Um, the Now, if you're watching the video behind me, I do have a couple of poorly drawn pictures of cats. <laughs> but that's that's more of a, a YouTube thing than than how I actually like to set up my my painting desk. Um, if if I was optimizing my painting desk, the the wall opposite where I sit would absolutely be for for storage and all that stuff. And if there was room mm -hmm. to be tacking something up there, I'd be tacking a color wheel up there. Maybe uh Maybe maybe a list or something of of like a to do list or I don't know. There'd... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I like the idea of having a, a perfectly set up workspace that only has the things that you really need. So I'm I'm thinking about what's on yeah. my space right now. I I do have a a Dremel, like a little charging station for for my Dremel if I want to be pinning minis okay, or something yeah. like that. Um, I've tried it a few times with the, the sanding attachments to try to get rid of mold lines and stuff. Less <laughs> success. Can go wrong real quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need to have, um, you know, an iron constitution to even attempt that, depending if you like the mini or not. But Right. But So mostly it's useful if I'm, you know, pinning feet or, or something like that. But mm -hmm. um, I do have that set up and plugged in. And so there is the question of, you know, electrical outlets and what in our hobby actually needs to be charged, um, which is a little bit yeah. different for, for you and I since we do the YouTube thing. But even yeah. so, you know, having your your cell phone or if you want to, to have a computer there at your desk for watching the office while you're, while you're painting or, or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, as you do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I think um, like like right now in my space everything is running off of pretty much a single you know strip of power um, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm taking up as much as I possibly can um, and and while that is a little different than most people you know I have the standard stuff I've got a computer mm -hmm. i've got some lights i mean there's already that that's three plugs right yeah or at least for me at least at i have least. two lights yep one on each side yeah yeah and then i have another larger light that is above me so there's another one that's four like it, it adds up really quick so you know even if you're not bringing in a bunch of stuff if you don't have a dremel and you don't have you know an airbrush whatever like you're gonna need probably two of your regular wall outlets or you know a nice large power strip mm -hmm. to to keep everything going yep yeah and I, I mean that only gets more and more as you get deeper into the hobby too i mean like you said you have a dremel um yeah, yeah that's got to be put somewhere plugged in or charged yeah i was thinking about what else i have there and actually the one thing that i have on the floor at my feet under my desk is uh a paint mixer. I have one of the Vortexer paint mixers. So it's a really oh, yeah. heavy thing where mm -hmm. you, you push the bottle of paint down on the top of the Vortexer and it vortexes around and, and mix up the paint reasonably well. Um, the one I have was like an old laboratory mixer, which makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. 
don't think it's I don't think it's quite the perfect action for mixing paint, but it it works. You know, paint's a little bit thicker. The vortex yeah. the vortex is meant to be swirling around like you know liquids like water, and buffer and whatever. But right, yeah, blood. I don't know the. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so that's just one more thing that you know, like the the what I consider to be an essential that I need right there at my desk. My my paint mixer needs to be at my desk. You know, need to be able to plug in my cell phone there. Need to have the the Dremel. Need to have your cup of brushes. Need to have pretty large a number of things. So so it is a mm-hmm. a fun little challenge to get the organization just right and to really make it your own place and to to be an enjoyable place to work. Yeah. Well, I something I find fascinating. Like I really like when you know I'm in a, a Facebook group for whatever warhammer thing and and somebody's like oh show me your show me your desk setup Mm. and you know it's always like one of the the big hitters on any of those groups so you know 200 people comment in the next five minutes and you can just scroll through for like a good hour and just see you know a couple hundred hobby spaces and they're all completely different and it is Mm. fascinating to see how people set up their hobby spaces you know, there's just priorities for certain things over other things. And yeah, it's just, it's fun to, to look at and kind of get some ideas for. And they, I mean, they're always being talked about in those groups. So I'm trying to get some more ideas in order to really push my hobby space beyond level two here. Oh, so you're spending more and, and more time. You know, I've already got yeah. a large space. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got your um, space and you've got your furniture, which is a really good start. Yeah. 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 And the next, the next thing will be lighting. Cause I don't really have any lights for the room yet. Mm. So I got to figure something out with that. Uh, I am planning on putting in a rack system that hangs off the roof. And I mean, this is obviously that's level extremely YouTube specific. Yeah, yes. Level four, um, level five. Yeah. That's, that's getting up yeah. there. Yeah. Right. But a, a lighting rack that has dedicated power that I can hang, you know, light boxes and cameras and microphones and whatever, whatever I need to from the ceiling so that essentially nothing is on the floor or in my way at any given time. So that, you know, it, it helps for, for YouTube, but it also helps for small children. Like, Oh yeah. My, my actual new hobby desk is going to be, um, kind of like bar height. Hmm. So it's pretty tall. Um, so maybe like a five or six year old could get up there. I mean, obviously if there's a chair to climb on, sure, you know, but it's a little bit out of the way. So like, that's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, having, having lights up and out of the way and everything out of the way of like reaching hands is something to think about if you have small children. (laughs) I don't have small children. I have cats, but yeah, let's, uh, which is like the yeah, same Yeah, I mean, let's talk about, you know, safety-proofing the desks or whatever, because there's... There you go. Okay. There are things that you don't want broken, and there are also things that you don't want ingested. Um, and there are also sharp objects. <laughs> like, what? let me think. Yes. What What else do we got? What else do we got? Um, well, it definitely have exacto blades. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I've got a few knives and... Yeah, I've got some sharp objects on my Yeah, uh, just just thinking about what other sure. what other considerations we have there. So 
<laughs> something I haven't mentioned yet is right next to my level three work desk is a like eight foot tall cat tree. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, as as you may know, I have cats wandering around constantly here, and um, as you may know, as you may this know, this is your first ten minutes right. being here, <laughs> and something that I've learned is to keep the cats slightly out of my way for more of the time. Just give them, give them a place to be that is not right in front of you, right while you're trying to do something. So this, this started for me. Yeah. I had like a little kind of L shaped desk previously. And so to the side of me, I put a pillow and the cat or cats would go and sit on the pillow instead of sitting on like my hands at the keyboard. And <laughs> and, and kind of like you know as i've reorganized my space now i have a cat tree sitting next to my work desk so you know so a buffer is what you're saying you need a buffer yeah a, a sacrificial preferred mm -hmm. place for these cute little animals to be uh even even like where i'm sitting right now recording this Behind me on the shelf, I have a pillow to encourage the cat to be sitting on that pillow instead of sitting like between me and the microphone. Uh, you just, you just gotta do, yeah. For for cats, you know, you get a, you get a cat tree, you get a cat bed, you get a pillow, you get a towel. Um, they can be encouraged to be. They want to be near you, and that's cute, and that's awesome. But they you don't want them to be in front of you. If you can get them to be beside you. That's ideal. You know, get 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 a little kitty yeah. condo or or cat bed, dog bed, whatever whatever it takes, put it beside you. Um it's actually a pretty simple and elegant solution to what could be a very annoying problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, some people can't handle the the cat life. It's tough on some people, you know? always knocking crap off the counters and breaking things. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. most, most specifically is while you're sleeping and they just sit <laughs> on your face. Like they're trying to kill you. For me, that bothers me less. You know, it's, uh, it's when they're, it's when I'm really concentrating on something and, the, and they wander up. That is annoying, but yeah, it's, it's part of cat life. Some yeah. people can't handle it. So, and if, mm -hmm, if that's mm -hmm. the life you're gonna live, you gotta you gotta find ways around it. You know? I had one video, probably a couple of videos now, where you know I've had a cat just drinking paint water, like on camera. <laughs> um, uh, he'll be fine. So okay. yeah, they they seem to be fine. But something that I started doing is using uh, my little tin of brush cleaner soap, the the little brown yes. plastic tin of of brush cleaner. I put that on top of my paint water now. That's that's my trick now. That's like my cover for for my paint water. But looking across the room, that's a good idea. And yeah, I've fallen into that habit, and I think it's a good one. So yeah, you know, I, I frequently go yeah. days or even like a week or two without replacing and cleaning out my paint water. And mm -hmm. during that time, I mean, those cats are still interested in it. So put put something on top. Yes. You know, take those little steps to, to make your paint station safe for everybody in your household there. And then for, yeah, you know, for blades and stuff, I do try to keep those in my drawers at my desk. 
Mm -hmm. um so for you for your new painting desk do you actually have drawers in it or is it uh legs only or does it have have drawers yeah so it'll have um two sets of drawers one on each end Mm -hmm. uh that's you know spans across the the top whatever and they're they're pretty decently sized um and i have an extra set of drawers here i mean one of the nicer things that i'll be essentially getting by building this new room is that the current space I'm in right now, the closet becomes an actual closet. So I'm going to put a lock on the door Mm. and that way nobody can come in and, and do anything. And I mean, you know, so obviously a lot of the stuff's going to be out, you know, in the open, but even now, um, like my knives and anything that, that, you know, my three-year-old could get to, it's put up so he can't reach them. I have to stand up and get them. And like, that's a little bit inconvenient for me, but you know, a lot less so than if something were to happen. So yeah. uh, I feel like it's a good, a good way to make sure that nothing actually happens. Um, I also use a somewhat of a buffer for my, my child. If he comes into my painting space, mm-hmm. uh, because before building the room, his like playroom is just on the other side of this closet door. So, you know, I only got the little bit of actual closed off area, like not that long ago. It used to be just, like I said before, out in the open. So now if he comes in, um, you know, I've got my, my palettes off to my right and that's near the door. And he always comes in and says, can I paint? Mm. Can I paint with colors? So I have a brush that is sitting next to me. That is a garbage old brush. And I will give that to him. And behind me are primed miniatures that I'm never going to paint that I can also hand to him. And then he can stand here and enjoy. And I it like, cause otherwise he'll bump right into me. Like he, he will run in here, open the door full force and I will just get slammed with it. And of course it'll be when I'm doing like eyes or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got to make sure that doesn't happen as much as I possibly can. So having a little bit of a buffer for a child, obviously not so much as the, you know, easy cat play place, but, um, you know, a little sacrificial mini and a couple of paints, no big deal. I mean, I also keep a squirt bottle, uh, within easy reach of myself so I can squirt the cats I if they're bad. That. Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, laser I have, pointer. I have yeah. a little, you know, it's like hand squirt bottles for airbrushes. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. That. Yeah. Just, he opens the door and just go right for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's, that's actually a really important consideration. Um, I, I don't have children, mm-hmm. but I went, um, for that one video, I went to Canada and, and hung out with Neil from real terrain hobbies for a, for a collaboration. And I was in his house for a few days. And, you know, the, the kids were, were coming by while we were working and wanted to hang out with us. And we actually got them to paint their first minis in exactly that way. Neil had a, a pile of Reaper Bones minis in, in a box. Like, hey, you guys want to go paint this donkey? <laughs> you know, like there's like a <laughs> weird little Ooh. orc thing or something. And they they loved it. They They ran off and entertained themselves for a few hours. And then they came back and they wanted more donkeys and orcs and wizard and stuff. And right. Neil had enough of a supply to, to keep us going there for a little while. And no, that's, that's perfect. Um, just have a, a, see, that makes me want to back a, a, a bones Kickstarter. Yeah. Like for that reason alone. Yeah. 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 
I mean, that's, I that's mean, one thing you to do with your pile lot, of right? shame, you know, as you're, as you're organizing your right. minis, thinking about what, what, you know, projects you're actually going to work on, which ones, uh, maybe you're just going to go into your kid's box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. End up with a uh, hundred dark Eldar warriors from the third edition of Warhammer 40 K just all primed up and ready for your, your kid to play with. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that is a good reason maybe, to keep maybe it. a freezer with, with like popsicles in there, you know, hit them with a freeze pop and send them on their way. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is a weird thing. It's a weird skill that you do have to learn. It's like, obviously pay attention to your children. I'm not saying not to pay attention to your children. I'm literally with my child 24 seven. So just throwing that out there. This episode airs. It just child little services shows up. (laughs) This is what I'm trying to say. It's not like he's alone and I'm just in this room by myself and he comes in like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Child protective services. If you're listening, uh, I believe Casey is actually a competent (laughs) uh, parent. And yep. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> he he's never had anything bad happen to him so far i don't think we've t- no broken bones. i don't think we've talked about anything bad happening to your kid on the on the channel here so no good i don't good think good, so. good um yeah so far so good <laughs> yeah hey, that's awesome we'll, we'll just try and keep that up for as long as possible um but yeah like being able to no i don't want to say trick your kid but like Give them something to do that's going to make them go do the thing so that you even have like five minutes. It's it's this whole learned skill that you end up with that you never thought you'd ever have. Mm. So, yeah, having that buffer is one of those things like, you know, like you said, the, the freeze pop thing. It's like, well, hey, now. Yeah. Like, I got to limit those. <laughs> There's only so many in a box. Right. Yeah. And I mean, minis are yeah, obviously the same way. But like I can strip and reprime a mini or just straight prime over the top of it. That's fine. He'll never know. <laughs> Can't refreeze a freeze pop. Yeah, I think it's more of an issue of how many freezy pops your child is eating than, uh, you know, how expensive yeah. freezy pops are. Because <laughs> they are not expensive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course, it certainly depends. <laughs> it depends on what kind of garbage you're feeding it's all just frozen kool-aid isn't it i mean it depends it depends yeah don't even get me started on vegan frozen popsicles all right so so find yourself a way to to get your hobby area to have a little bit of sort of privacy is the right word but but find a way to to insulate probably the best insulate yourself and have it really be your place use whatever means necessary um yeah that all makes sense what else uh yeah i don't know make sure that you have your your air conditioning or your heating set up right so that you're nice and comfortable sitting there working um make sure you have yourself a good mm-hmm. chair maybe get yourself some freeze pops for yourself you know i mean you know there's nothing wrong with that like if you if you have the space for a mini fridge with like a little freezer Ooh. like yes Yes, that should be in your hobby space. I mean, uh, you know, this is borderline, like, and I hate the word, but borderline on that man cave side of things. But it is it is the most nerdy, non-manished cave that you could get. But if you throw a refrigerator in there, 
Like I'm feeling pretty good. You know, it actually, it. it actually kind of is the variant of the man cave. Yeah. I, I think you're actually right. Right. You know, the nerd cave. Yeah. Early, earlier you were talking about the, you know, the Instagram post or whatever Reddit post of, you know, share your, your workspace. And that was actually reminding me of, yeah. I had a whole phase where I was really into PC gaming and building computers and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so there were always the, the share your battle station, which was share your desk that had your yeah, PC. Yeah. And then, you know, your. also there were normally speakers and like a light up keyboard. And of course the, the people really going right. all out just had LEDs all over everything in just the most ridiculous right. colors, <laughs> which is actually just a trend in all computer parts nowadays. All computer parts just yes. light up for no reason. Cases, like, <laughs> like I think, I don't know if I can say the word most, but most sticks of memory now just light up red, blue, green LEDs. Really? Yeah, it's, it's... That is super, super dumb. Yeah, I mean, I remember... Eh, maybe 10 years ago where if your keyboard could light up in a bunch of different colors, like that was cool. Yeah. And, and I do have one of those. That was. And so, you know, the, the first thing that happened was just your keys were able to light up so you could type better at, at night or whatever. And yeah, that's a good invention. And then they had the, your keys lit up, but you could choose what color they all were. And that was cool. And now just absolutely everything yeah. about modern, like, you know, quote gaming computers it's just garishly lit it constantly changing through the entire rainbow and yeah but yeah, yeah that's a little distracting but every hobby has that kind of share your battle station share where you sit and get work done because it, yeah. it is an important place to us it's it's a place where we want to be spending a lot of yes. time and hopefully that's you know quality time and so yeah, get getting yeah. your getting your space set up the way that you want it. Is, we're not just talking about efficiency here. We're talking about uh, this is this is part of your hobby, making making the whole experience the way you want it to be. So, worth yeah. thinking about. And I mean that that obviously goes back to even if even if you're down at the level one and you have to pull that stuff out. You know, like we all started there. I started painting on a kitchen table. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. My parents' house, mm -hmm. their their kitchen and some of their furniture still has paint on it. Yes. Like I go there, I sit in the same chair, you know, come over for dinner and I see the little bits of paint on the thing and I've never gotten rid of it. It's just, it's been there. Mm -hmm. Like it's a weird thing for me when I see it. It it just brings me right back. Yep. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, paint people's furniture. So you'd be like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> But it is an interesting thing. It's just like we we leave these kind of impressions where we go. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you go to the mall and you get that Panda Express and, you know, bust out all your Space Marines and you start getting to town on those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's probably someone else in that food court who's like so down on what you're doing that they're just going to want to hang out and talk. Yeah. To you. The, the people working at Sapporo, like, like they're going to remember that time that guy sat yeah. there and painted Space Marines and. They're gonna be looking. Real, they're gonna yeah. be looking for you every shift. You know, you leave impressions everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how much Panda Express you eat. Then I salute you. <laughs> oh, we've yeah. So that the people at not Panda Express still recognize you. <laughs> yeah, we've been in quarantine for you know a few weeks now, and 
I've been uh. thinking about it. Like, I, I do not eat out very much. I cook a lot of my own meals. That's just sure. the habit I've fallen into. But it's it's starting to get to the yeah. point where, like, man, I could really go for some. And that's just, like, weird cravings, the things that are popping up. Like, panda, yeah. I could really go for some Panda Express? Like, uh, Dude, legitimately, like, three days ago, yeah, I, I had someone deliver some Panda Express to my house. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's awesome. You can do that. And right now, it's free. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So actually, we, you know, when the world goes back to normal, we we may be approaching a point where just, you know, people are starved for social interaction. People are starved for food court. This idea of just going and painting Space Marines at the food court, we may be on to something here. We... You know, we're, we're, you know what? I think you might be right. Yeah, we might have to start something. <laughs> what, what's the hashtag for this? What? <laughs> what? Uh, food hammer? Food hammer? Yeah. Well, this, yeah. Something along that. Oh, man. Yeah, because now that you say it, and now that we've kind of started talking about being in quarantine, which we've mostly left out of this podcast, like, yeah, that, that sounds kind of incredible to have a wide variety of food right in front of you and a bunch of people who you can talk to and interact with and paint minis. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, to circle back, I mean, we can do these, you know, online conference calls, hobby hangouts, and perhaps we should be doing more of those, but it's not quite the same as being able to, you know, I will go get that uh, yeah. that three entree combo meal with the lo mein and the fried rice and the we're gonna do triple orange chicken. Like, yeah, it's it's not the same. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Man, you you are speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that chow mein, double orange chicken, nothing else. Oh, chow mein. There you, you go. Yeah, yeah. And express. Do they they have lo mein? I don't know if they just call their chow mein lo mein, but the, I think they do. I mean, it's, yeah, no, they, they do. They do. I'm pretty sure. Maybe <laughs> someone will have are to there regional differences between Panda Expresses. Uh, I mean, there shouldn't be. There should not it be. It comes from an entirely other region of the world. Why would it be different state to state? <laughs> I mean, it all comes from a factory and warehouse in like arkansas right. or something so yeah yeah absolutely yes <laughs> it's true anyways but still that that would be a little odd mm-hmm. i don't know i mean not to my knowledge i mean i've been to several in a couple of states but they all seem the same to me so do you uh do you eat while you're while you're painting like do you have uh bowl of popcorn or something or uh you know spicy cheetos or anything like that no i i don't like to distract myself Mm -hmm. i guess like i'll throw on a tv show or podcast or something um but like if there's food sitting at my desk I, i won't eat it like i will legitimately uh like if it's a work day for me like if my my son's in daycare or like he's at my parents house for the night or something um, there are legitimately days where I don't eat until I come out of my workspace and I'm like, holy crap. Like I've been in there for nine hours. I'm starving. <laughs> it's 
So it's a weird thing. I like when I'm in here, I'm, I'm trying to be as focused as possible. And, and again, this is probably more of the, the like YouTube thing mm-hmm. than anything, but it's definitely been a problem in the past where like I've had to stop working and I'm just like, I need to go get something to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, like I will bring drinks in cause it's, it's easy. It's just right there. You know, you get some water or whatever, but yeah, no, no food. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I, if do I don't either like partially just, I don't want to get grease and Cheeto dust on the minis that I'm painting. So, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, if you're if you're sitting there playing uh, video games, maybe maybe you've got your bowl of flaming hot nacho cheese, whatever. But yeah, if you're painting minis, right. not a great idea to have like stupid oily stuff on your on your fingers. But yeah. what about I mean, what about drinks? Like I I often will have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea while I'm while I'm painting. It's just you know part of the overall experience there at my desk. But what about you, sure. what about you? Um, for the most part, um, like if it's, you know, later at night, I'll usually have a beer. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's during the day, then, uh, you know, either some soda or usually like a Red Bull. I think a Red Bull is usually what ends up in here. (laughs) Like, you know, have, have a nice one, like in the morning and stuff. And it just kind of keeps me going a little bit. Keeps me that gives me a little bit of energy, you know. Yeah, there you go. For me, it's uh, it's instant yeah. coffee. I love Nestle instant coffee. Just microwave up a really, yeah, microwave up a bit of water. Throw a, a spoonful or two of that brown powder in there. Mix it up. Boom, coffee. And you know, coffee like. Are you sure that's not hot chocolate? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Have you checked that label? <laughs> Maybe am I mispronouncing Nestle? I don't know. Nescafe. That's that's the word. Nescafe. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, you had me there for a second though. I'm thinking like Nestle. Coffee. Yeah, there's like, there's this a little bit you know dark roast chocolate in there. Yeah, there's this rabbit on the cover <laughs> and he looks really happy. He's got this crazy right. straw that he's drinking this uh, this coffee out of. Yeah, just to heat it up. Yeah. Yep. He loves it. <laughs> that little rabbit. Yeah. Nescafe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, what is what level is your five by five space there? What hobby level is your is your current environment? Well, according to our level system, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd put this. I we didn't really discuss four, or or really five. All right. I let's suppose. let's talk about this. Yeah. What. Uh... Yeah, maybe just give a quick rundown of what's yeah. What's so above so that we, we kind of talked at like what's uh what's like a nice setup. So I a nice level three setup for me is you know a a good sized desk, good storage, you know all your supplies right there, laid out in a convenient way, good lighting. That's that's nice right there. That's that's a good yeah, place yeah. to be. What's higher? Um. Yeah, because like that, I suppose it it depends on your situation. Like, why would you need more than that? Is it just nicer versions of those things, or is it that you have things like, like I have a mini photography station with interchangeable backdrops, right? And a turntable that's set up within arm's reach. Yeah, I mean, I have right because of the YouTube thing. I have multiple tables dedicated to this. 
you know, down in the basement, I have a separate table for airbrushing. So I have a separate yeah. airbrushing area that that certainly adds to my overall level of uh, hobby setup. You know, doesn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're lucky. I, I would rate myself maybe, maybe in a five, like, you know, I have multiple tables to, to do work on. I have this, this big formerly kitchen table where I'm, you know, doing my recording now and talking to the camera and stuff. But if I need to spread out a, a ton of sprues and do some organization or whatever, I've got, I've got a big organization spot. I've got my normal filming spot. And, yeah, we're we're living the life. We're we're maybe once you have multiple surfaces, maybe that's when you start getting into like level four and stuff. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, like multiple. Yeah, but but what is the like what is the wish list here? Yeah, dedicated the wish list. Like like yeah. how good could it be? You know, um, and of course it. You know, it's mm. nice if you have uh, like a like a recessed computer monitor so that you can be watching you know TV shows and stuff without taking up room on your desk. Like that's nice. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's that's the plan mm-hmm. is to have some some nice monitors for monitoring and then for watching things whatever have them all mounted you know swivel mounts that pop out from the wall that kind of thing Mm. um having dedicated stations for different specific things so like generally within the same area but spread apart so that the working space is larger and cleaner more often than not Mm -hmm. so like in the closet that i'm in because everything is within in arm's reach, I have a good lighting setup. I have a computer, you know, I've got the photo station and, and everything else. Like I'd say a solid four. I feel in pretty good about this yeah. spot. Yeah. Um, other than being a little cramped, you know, um, it's still nice. It's got nice privacy most of the time, but I mean, that's all, it's all going to change. It's all going to change. Yeah, I am excited to see your new place. Yeah, I am really excited about that. The last picture you showed me, you were kind of framing some some two by fours up to get a wall um, to kind of form the borders of your new hobby space there, and that was looking good. But you yep. said you've got your drywall up, and you're you're starting to paint that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I gotta I gotta pick up some paint, paint the wall, throw on the trim, and then uh, yeah, that wall's done. Ooh. Do you do you already have the pegboard? No, that's that's in the mail too. Oh, is it all okay. the pegboard okay. stuff and okay. accessories? Well, yeah. I was thinking it's all coming from uh same place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if uh it was even possible to just go to Home Depot right now and pick up a a sheaf of pegboard, you know. Yeah. Who knows? I mean it is. Home Depot is legitimately still open. Well there you go. At least in my area. Perfect. Yeah, I went there to to get the wood, mm-hmm. um, and the sheetrock, all the stuff, and there was a massive line, ooh, um, just huge, like wrapping around the side of the building because they were only letting so many people in. Mm. Like, I mean, they were handling it nicely, you know, um, so that was that was pretty nice, and for the most part, people were, you know, staying away. <laughs> yeah. Like the occasional older person who somehow doesn't have a clue what's going on, like asking a question in an aisle. But whatever, it's fine. I've been I've been quarantined for weeks. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, that was that was an interesting experience shopping at Home Depot right now. But, you know, didn't take too long to get in and out. Yeah, there comes a certain point where you need your hobby room. You need your hobby setup. You, you're a man. You've waited long enough. You've got the opportunity. You've got the... <laughs> resources and nothing is going to stop you from banging out that wall putting some desks in there getting some lights in there hanging some stuff from the ceilings and uh really making that a level five to level six hobby area that's okay so you've you've seen um scott the miniature maniacs video about his new hobby space rank that space yeah what what level what level I mean, is I, his base? Ooh, so this is this is a tough one because, I mean, in in a nutshell, I'm basically just ripping his ass off, right? Yeah, no, I'm that's building awesome. the same space. Yeah. So if you if you haven't seen this video yeah. on uh, Miniac's YouTube channel, he has the from hanging from the ceiling. He has like scaffolding where he can be attaching lights. Also hanging from the ceiling are like a bunch of power outlets and stuff. Not just. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like a new I think he had a new power line put in by an electrician so that it's yeah, it's not it's not just a yeah and, and drop it in. <laughs> it is not just an extension cord that has gone up to his ceiling from, you know, the outlet in the other room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I, I plan on doing the same thing. I do have a uh a friend who's an electrician mm-hmm. who will come and, and do that stuff for me. So I'm hoping to have more than the one that Scott has. Yeah. I think he had I think he had one put in. I'm going for two. Okay. I'm not sure if that changes the overall level, but he's um but yeah, Scott definitely has one big, you know, talking head desk where I think he also does a lot of his painting. And then you can see in the background yeah. behind that he's got, you know, his his rows of IKEA furniture where he's got his drawers and stuff neatly organized. Um Although I think I saw in one of his recent videos Okay, uh, I'll have to go check this, but I think I saw in one of Scott's recent videos, <laughs> one of the handles on his IKEA drawers was busted. So, like, it's normally it's normally <laughs> it's normally you know attached in two places on either edge of the handle, but it was like yeah. it was like hanging <laughs> hanging from one down. screw. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to look at that. I didn't notice. Yeah, I don't. Oh, uh, see, I don't know if that changes the, the level here. of see, his uh, of his setup. My but. drawers are well. So his drawers are are expensive. Okay. Because I found them. Okay. They are expensive and nice. that sucks. Well, um, well the ones yeah. I'm getting are less expensive, but they don't have handles that will break. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know where that lands. Well, we'll see what breaks on yours now, won't we, Casey? But <laughs> I mean, I'm expecting it all to fall apart in like two months. So okay, let's we'll see how it let's goes. Let's back up here. We're going to assume that all of the furniture is in reasonable shape. We're going to assume that the okay, yeah. electrical let's sockets do not cause yeah. a fire hazard. You have places to plug things in that yeah. are not a fire hazard that are convenient. You have plenty of storage space from IKEA that is not garbage. Mm-hmm. Um rank that where where on the level setup is that is that is that a five is that i mean mean, i'd say so yeah five um the the only thing that that detracts from it really going up to a solid six Mm -hmm. maybe 5.75 is the lack of a bathroom which i have Ooh. 
yeah, there's there's so many, you know, convenience and comfort kind of things, you know, access to that ba- bathroom and that sink, access to a refrigerator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to tell from videos and stuff about, you know, air conditioning and heating and draftiness and ambient sound and pollen and dust. But uh, these are all considerations that are oh, yeah. hard to rank. Yeah. Yeah. That that's true. I mean, really, you're really getting into the fine details at that point, and you know, much like the Olympics, a nine point eight and a nine point nine are just a bunch of bullshit. Really, when it comes down to it, I don't, I don't get it at all. Yeah, I mean, they've spent a little more time working on their ranking system, I think, and they have like a whole method. I would for... think so. Yeah, the a few thousand. Years the nationality so. of the judges still makes a surprisingly large amount of difference in the ranking for Olympic competition. <laughs> Look at you, but, China. Yeah. <laughs> looking at you, Russia. Looking at you, was it France that had one of the bat really bad ones actually? But was it last? <laughs> no, there's. Uh, I remember China having a problem, like with the diving or whatever, and then yeah, it was Russia for a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, I started listening to. I mean, uh, every. All of them do it. Yeah, they yeah. all do it. I started listening to a new podcast. I'm I'm actually not a big sports guy at all. I, for the most part, I do not care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I started listening to a podcast that's about sports controversies. And so they'll tell stories about okay. what, like when there was like a really bad, like Olympics controversy or, you know, I'm sure like deflate gate is going to show up on an episode at some point. But yeah, there was probably there was one about like, just like, <laughs> just to like, just to be in the conversation kind of a deal. No, it's just like you just know what people are talking about. It does help. It does help. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, yeah, this, this, that's it. It is helping me right now. I, I heard about like a funny controversy where like a French judge had been paid off for a, for a gymnastics thing. No, an ice skating thing. The Canadians, okay. the Canadians lost to the Russians, but they shouldn't have during some ice skating thing at the Olympics, and it was because of a French judge and you know just some BS. But um, great, we can cut this all out. That's fine. But the point is, <laughs> I thought it was going fine, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm still going. I'm still going. Don't you cut this out yet? The point is, I'm not going to. I know you're not. <laughs> That's too much work. Folks at home listening, Casey does have a uh, final say over the final cut of these edits. So if you like them, uh, please <laughs> write Casey an email. And if you don't like them, please write Casey an email. Uh, but no, the our, yeah. our little ranking system <laughs> on hobby desk setups. It's not perfect. We made it up just now in the last hour. I think it, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it has potential. You know, we might make this a thing. Uh, definitely potential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what is what is a perfect score? What is what is we should have established this much earlier? But is that's true because we don't have an end. Are we goal are we going up to ten? To is it possible to be a ten, or are we going up to like if we're talking about you know mini X setup in that video being a five? Like is 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 a five or a right. six or a seven? Like actually the maximum? Like that's a that's a good setup for sitting around and painting little plastic space. Yeah, oh yeah. That's a good setup for painting wizards. Yeah. That that is is one of the best. And I mean maybe maybe we are at the top. We're yeah, getting yeah. close there. Um because I would say that you know, you start getting into these these weird areas of like quality, mm. right? Like 
do you have a monitor in your space? Yeah. Is it 75 inches 4K or is it 10 inches and it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is what kind of monitor? There is an excess level and maybe there, there should be like, okay, we go from one to like five. Yeah. And then immediately jump to too much as being, we'll just call it like a 10. So you've, because it's just too much. Mm. So you've seen the the gaming table, like the board game tables or the RPG tables that are like made out of mahogany and stained and they've got all the drawers and yeah, they've got the, yeah. the felt lining and everything. I mean, you could be changing out your, your Ikea stuff for some nice furniture, some expensive furniture. Well, I mean, the, the plan was, and, and it's still my eventual goal, is that there is a company that makes those game tables that you're talking about that sells, they sell a hobby desk mm. and they're $500 for like a three and a half foot section. But then they also have everything that you would put on it that is made from nice wood. So it's not hobby zone MDF. It's legit wood that someone cut probably still laser cut, but whatever it's real. And that's, that's kind of like the top there. Because in order to get a legitimate desk that you would actually that would function properly and have good organization and everything else would be a stupid amount of money for just a desk. But that's my eventual goal. Yeah, you should see if you can uh, review one of those desks for your channel. You know, contact those guys. See if Uh, they're interested in a a YouTube review. Maybe they I don't know if they've had a good YouTube review yet. And you can give them a good review if they uh, uh, I don't know. If they work with you, you know? Look, if somebody sends me a $500 piece of mahogany furniture that is fully customizable for literally the hobby I do. That sounds like yeah. an excellent product that everyone should go out and buy. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, that's not a horrible idea. Um, but yeah, like there is, there is a level of excess that you can reach yeah. and maybe we should just skip, you know, seven, eight, nine for those things yeah. because yeah, good, good job, buddy. Okay. Point, okay. The, you the want responsibility yeah, nice. to, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, fine. You get a like, 10. It's Great. that good for feeling you. of yeah. like, good for you. <laughs> like, you know, you could have used half that and given it to the poor. Yeah. You know? fed some starving children to take a massive step back here we are talking about a hobby that involves painting one inch tall plastic wizards like it yeah i mean we we know it is it is nice to get you know a a setup that you that is efficient and you enjoy spending time in but it doesn't really take that much like there are nice things to have it is nice to have uh, you know, a, a beautiful workstation where, you know, all your tools are, are readily available and you know right where they are and you've got your paints and your lights and everything. But when it comes right down to it, you're you're painting a tiny wizard. You you need a place to put your elbows and that's that's about it. Some some light and a place much, to put yeah. your elbows and you're you're fine. So Right. Yeah, you and then this is also something that's I mean, it's prevalent in any hobby of, of the people who are just, they're into that hobby. And so they want to have the best of whatever they're doing and, you know, talking about, yeah. um, you know, computers and, and gaming battle stations and stuff. When you start to get the, 
the racing chairs and the LED strips all over everything. And the, you know, that corner of the house is just lit up purple that shifts into green into every other color of the rainbow for, for no good reason that affects the quality of the game whatsoever. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> if anything, it detracts from it in some way. Yeah. That camper is yeah. still going to op you in CSGO. Like you're still, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Um, Every time. Yeah, if if you don't know how to wet blend, you know that mahogany desk isn't going to help you wet blend. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, but you'll feel you'll feel good sitting there, you know. So so oh yeah, I, I mean, actually mahogany smells great. I, I like that though. Like, <laughs> like once you've really reached high comfort and efficiency, yeah. and you have everything that you need, maybe that's level five. And then if you've just gone yeah. so far above and beyond and sold out your children's futures in order to really deck exactly. out a room, mm-hmm. good for you. You get a 10. Um, right. I hope, I hope you're proud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like this system, Brent. Yeah. Sounds really good. We'll have to put this. Yeah. In we're going to codify this at some point and just really, yeah, really give it some thought, but. We'll write this down. Yeah, it's the first. It's the first if you few have levels any suggestions that we need to talk for about. this level system. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. need some help. Yeah, we uh... <laughs> maybe some subcategories that that would uh, you know influence that score one way or the other. Mm. Um, if we could just get a whole system of modifiers, there has to be an yeah, yeah. If we just have right, a, exactly. a whole table and you know one column of the table is plus mm-hmm. point one, minus point one, plus point two. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Then you could fill it out. Yeah, we and know. Yeah, get like an MX plus B system. Um, yeah, because you, you got to figure in surface area, well, ergonomics, right square footage, that kind of lighting. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, have a column for freezy pops. If anyone knows how many points on this five to ten point set scale a freezy pop is worth, let us know. Um, yeah, you know? yeah. Speaking of leaving us comments, if you head over to the YouTube channel for this podcast, that's youtube.com slash paint bravely the podcast. That is probably the best place you can reach us. Just leave a comment. We really want to interact with people and just kind of get to know everybody. And I think that's going to be a pretty fun way to go. So we actually have a few comments that we got after the last video. Want to just kind of read through these Brent and we'll just kind of answer them as we go. What do we get? And address some of the more interesting comments so the first one is from mww yeah that's right uh again we're gonna try and skip pronouncing people just because we don't want to come across like horrible horrible people. yeah we don't want to out anybody and also if anybody has like a really offensive name we're not going to read it so we're setting this policy now we don't read right. names we do uh little abbreviations you know who you are yeah yeah yeah, in fact, I think there's only one name that we're ever going to say. But we'll get there. So the first question is MWW. Um, like the show, wants to know what kind of software we use to film. Looking to do their own podcast, and they like our setup. So um, I figured it'd be pretty quick to just run through this. We both record completely separately everything. Yes. So Brent has his camera and his microphone going into his computer, recording everything. Mm -hmm. 
I have the same thing going on my end. Then he sends me that stuff and I put it all together. Otherwise we're basically just on a Skype session so we can see each other and talk and hear. Yeah. And what's the software that you have that records your Skype session? I mean, that does an okay job, but not, not great. Yeah. And and that's not horrible. It's called call recorder. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know what, like company it's made it's just that's just what it's called that's the one that i i found was a recommendation and yeah i mean it it does the job like it records um it records my microphone locally it unfortunately doesn't record your microphone that's right, okay locally like some other things do but we have the video and that was originally like the first couple of podcasts that's what we were using yeah um and that honestly, it just it wasn't horrible. Yeah, this remote podcasting thing, it's it's doable. Um, we're putting in a little extra effort here. So I'm recording my audio separately in Audacity on my local computer. And then I'm also recording the the video of my face separately on my like YouTube camera right now. And then later I'll go back and fix up the audio and put that together with the video in I use Vegas Pro. And then I will send Casey the the footage, the video and audio of me talking to the camera or talking to yeah. him or whatever. And he'll do the the combination of our two videos into a single video and, and also get the podcast out of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty easy way to do it. I mean, as far as like yeah, it, us being way more complicated about it than we <laughs> could be, I suppose. Um you know, this could just be straight audio, but you know what? We do YouTube. Mm-hmm. There needs to be video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the next question is from DB once again. Um, how do you randomly decide what bits or what random bits are worth keeping for basing or modifying a mini? Keep all bits. So keep all the bits. Yeah, that's. That's sacred. Keep all your bits. Um, if mm-hmm. if you assemble a model, yeah, if you assemble a model and you have all the bits you need off of that sprue, clip the rest of the sprue, put it in a little bag, throw that little bag in your bits bin. Um, keep those forever. You will know when the moment is right when you are, yes, I don't exactly. know if you're making an orc contraption or you're making a ruined battlefield or, you know, some other you know, decorative base or diorama or conversion or whatever, you'll know when you need a little extra something from some other random model kit, and you'll know that you've got a bit spin, go back in there, have fun with it. Um, you know, know that everything in there, you've already built the model that that kit was from, you know, and uh, take what you need, have fun with it. But the the overall suggestion is have a bit spin, of stuff that you know is extra stuff from the sprue that will only be used as conversions or basing or whatever. And uh, you'll build that collection up over time as long as you don't be uh, throwing stuff out. Keep it. Yeah, I think that's the best way to look at it is having having a bit box, an area where all those extra pieces are that you won't feel bad for using Mm -hmm. at any given time. Like if something comes up and you, you know, you rifle through that and you see something that you think will work, use it because otherwise it's just going to sit in a box. Yeah. Forever. There are a few bits that are genuinely rare 
like a like a multi melta or something or a or a combi bolter flamer like there's a few bits out there that are actually rare that you might know like okay save this in case i need to do a conversion for you know a leader with a very specific loadout but most and at that point most bits you know that okay um i always equip my orcs with uh shootas no sluggas all of my orcs get sluggas and choppas no orc ever gets a shooter so this pile of orc shootas um yeah i can be sticking these to the side of my uh of my trucks no problem like you you'll have a you'll yeah. have a pile of stuff that you know is extra bits and and when the time comes you'll know it and you'll use them yeah well i think that that sufficiently answers that question mm. um let's see here i think we need to kind of talk about the elephant in the room the, the popsicle in the room the the popsicle in the room you know the freezy pop in the room. Look, the reason the reason we weren't <laughs> going to be reading people's names is because we knew if we read people's <laughs> names, someone would make some names just to screw with us. They would make a name just to screw with us so that we would have to read it on this podcast. <laughs> and 100%. we had this policy for a reason. And we said, you know what? We are not going to be reading people's names because if we're reading people's names... We're going to have to say stuff like Meat Popsicle. Meat Popsicle asked us a question about, you know, storing bits. And it was a good question, but I had to say Meat Popsicle on the air. What happened to Casey? Several times. <laughs> I think something got a little out of hand. I think some things went wrong. We offended Meat Popsicle, made a mockery of him, and he's now unsubscribed. Yeah, we got a, we got a message from Meat Popsicle. That said, they unsubscribed, and mm-hmm. you know we care about our subscribers, but Mead Popsicle, look, you're not going to work with us on this one. I, I, I don't know what to say, C- Casey. You got anything? I, I don't, I don't even know how to address a meat Popsicle. I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was. A user with a, a an icon. It was a little circle, and in the middle of the circle, it had yeah, like a popsicle, like a fudgesicle popsicle, made out of meat. And the name was Meat Popsicle. Yeah, double stick, and um, they unsubscribed. So the the only name, the only full name that we're ever going to read on this channel, Meat Popsicle, they unsubscribed, and they let us know. And that always hurts when someone like types out yeah. unsubscribed, you know, it, it always hurts. Right. They type it out with an exclamation mark. And I mean, normally it's kind of funny, like how petty they're being when they type unsubscribe, like, you know, uh, right. or, or the reason they give or whatever, but meat popsicle, I swear to <laughs> well, you know, you, you guys don't have to worry about meat popsicle anymore. They're gone. They're gone. That's true. We can, we, I suppose now that you mention it, I mean, we can, we can talk about me popsicle all we want. I mean, we can just, you know, instead of replacing the names that we read out with like initials, we could just say, got another question for me popsicle today. I mean, he'll never know. 
Yeah, I mean, I like that policy. Yeah, you'll you'll know if you type the question into chat, you'll know that you left that question because you'll be like, oh yeah, I asked a question like that. We're gonna say that your name's Meat Popsicle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's it's not anything against you. That's just a, something that Casey and I have a, a little beef that we have with Meat Popsicle here. Um, little beef. Yeah, it's a funny name. It's an all right name. You know, I mean. We we draw the line. Anything, yeah. any name worse than Meat Popsicle, we're not reading on air. We live by a code here at uh, Paint Bravely. Exactly. Yeah. There's some lines you don't cross, and Meat Popsicle is on one side of that line. We're on the other. You know? Yeah. So. And it's going to stay that way. Do you have any other comments, Casey? Because I don't want to talk about Meat Popsicle anymore. Um, I think I think I'm done with Meat Popsicle. Um, he can unsubscribe all he wants. And, uh, I know he won't be listening to this because why would you listen after you unsubscribed? Yeah. So, you know what? I want to move on Yeah. and apologize to the rest of our subscribers for Meat Popsicle. Yeah. We're sorry that you had to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, thank you for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. <laughs> that didn't last long. If you enjoy this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Except for, you know, it all meat popsicle. Each there. and every one of the people who's actually listening, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you. Who's actually listening? Yes. Next time. We will talk to you next time. <laughs>